This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Breaking news tonight, America's single-day death toll hits a new high. 1,500 deaths reported from coronavirus in just 24 hours, the most since May. Tonight, the nation's top infectious disease doctor says he's not pleased. Why Dr. Fauci believes the virus hasn't stopped spreading. Plus, the sober warning from the CDC, the fall will only be worse. Nationwide mask mandate. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris make their first policy push, calling on governors to require masks for the next three months. The new moves the Democratic ticket is making tonight to show voters it has a plan to beat the virus. Wildfire threat. Hundreds of homes in the path of a dangerous fire burning out of control north of L.A. The swirling fire tornado caused by the wind. What fire crews fear tonight after battling back a wall of flames. Trump lawyer tell all the bombshell new book from the president's former lawyer, how Michael Cohen says he covered a fraud and infidelity for Donald Trump. This just hours after President Trump announces a surprise diplomatic deal between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Terrorists selling masks? ISIS and Al-Qaeda caught plotting during the pandemic. The elaborate scheme just revealed. Did top terror groups trick hospitals into buying protective gear that didn't exist? And nick of time, the dramatic rescue as a train speeds towards a man stuck on the tracks. Tonight, the fast-thinking police officer and why she tells us she's no hero. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. Nora is off. I'm Margaret Brennan. We begin tonight with that dire new death toll. The tally of those reported killed by coronavirus in the U.S. has reached 1,500 people in just one day. That's a number we haven't seen since May, when much of the country was still locked down. Tonight, the nation's top infectious disease doctor is saying he's not pleased with the country's progress stopping the virus, arguing that the pandemic has become too partisan. Today, the head of the CDC warns things will only get worse this fall when the country will be battling both COVID-19 and the flu. Attempting to show how their administration would be different than the one currently in office, Joe Biden, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, and his new running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, are calling for a nationwide mask mandate. They say the governors of all 50 states should require face coverings for the next three months to stop the spread. Moments ago, President Trump rejected that idea, though he did urge Americans to wear masks when appropriate. There's a lot of new reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez leads us off tonight in Miami. Manny? Margaret, today Florida surpassed 9,000 COVID-19-related deaths. When asked whether the nation has hit a peak of either cases or deaths, Dr. Anthony Fauci was not optimistic. We certainly are not where I hope we would be. A stark assessment from Dr. Anthony Fauci today, who said the nation is not winning the battle against the virus. Bottom line is, I'm not pleased with how things are going. CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield warned if people do not follow COVID safety guidelines, the upcoming flu season could make things even worse. This could be the worst fall from a public health perspective we've ever had. The reopening of schools continues its rocky start. Around the country so far, more than 1,500 students and staff from nine districts in seven states are in quarantine after positive cases in schools that had just reopened. Like this one in Georgia, which had to shut down for cleaning. Despite 35 positive cases, it will reopen to in-person instruction Monday. Some parents who want a return to class protested outside Pittsburgh. My son has barely had any conversations with other children since March. It's very difficult. Other parents, like Lauren Munchek of Miami Beach, are planning to improvise, schooling his daughter Aria with a small group at home in so-called pandemic pods. A four-and-a-half-year-old on an iPad, that's not learning. If her school were to open up to in-person instruction, Mm -hmm. would you send her? No. And we're just trying to to figure it out as we go along. In the sports world, a bold statement from Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys. When the NFL starts up, he says fans are welcome. Still, the pandemic's economic toll continues to be revealed. In New York's South Bronx, long lines for a food donation. And there's the personal toll. A Florida family devastated as two doctors, father and son, both died from COVID-19 five weeks apart. Dr. Jorge Vallejo fled Cuba and became a renowned doctor in Hialeah. His son Carlos followed in his footsteps and had cared for more than 70 COVID patients. What is their legacy? I'm in medical school. My brother's in medical school. My sister's in nursing school. So we're going to become physicians and we're going to treat our patients in the way that he taught us to treat his patients. Charlie Vallejo is now in his third year of medical school. He says despite the risk during the pandemic and the losses his family has already endured for him, it is a calling. Margaret? Indeed it is. Thank you, Manny. 
The COVID crisis was the first order of business today for Joe Biden and his new running mate, Senator Kamala Harris. They appeared together for the second straight day and called for a nationwide mandatory mask order. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden said today it's time for every American to mask up. Every governor should mandate mandatory mask wearing. Be a patriot. Protect your fellow citizens. Protect your fellow citizens. Step up. Do the right thing. His running mate, Kamala Harris, backed him up. That's what real leadership looks like. We should all be wearing a mask for the next three months because it will save lives. The California senator also said voters should be asking the Trump administration a key question. When am I actually going to get vaccinated? Because there may be some grand gestures offered by the current president about a vaccine, but it really doesn't matter until you can answer the question, when am I going to get vaccinated? Trying to show how they bleed during the pandemic, the pair rolled out their new proposal after a series of virtual briefings with scientists and economists. President Trump fired back late today. I trust the American people and the governors want to do the right thing to make the smart decisions and... uh, Joe doesn't. Earlier, he'd leveled a sexist attack on Harris. And now you have a a sort of a mad woman, I I call her, because she was so angry and such hatred with Justice Kavanaugh. Biden and Harris now plan to speak to the Democratic convention next week from a Wilmington events center. Harris is set to speak Wednesday and Biden a week from tonight. Ed O'Keefe, CBS News, Washington. Tonight, an explosive wildfire is threatening more than 200 homes an hour north of Los Angeles. It's one of several fires in the region. The COVID pandemic is complicating evacuation procedures and a dangerous heat wave is moving in. CBS's Jamie Yukis in Lake Hughes, California. Jamie? Margaret, officials are describing this fire as extreme. At the height, flames tore through homes, cars, and thousands of acres of national forest in just a matter of hours. Flames ripped through more than 10,000 acres. This is insane. The lake fire quickly exploded, creating its own weather system and this fire tornado. Multiple homes destroyed and hundreds of residents forced to evacuate. Stayed as long as we could, but it was kind of surrounding the house and me and the neighbors evacuated as flames kind of engulfed his house. The Angeles National Forest now charred, burning an area untouched since the late 60s. That's why this one was so surprising. Early enough in the year, not primarily wind-driven, and the fact that it just increased in size so rapidly, that was somewhat of a rare event. More than 1,000 firefighters are battling the blaze, taking advantage of today's favorable conditions to try to get the upper hand in this firefight. But crews are still worried. So what are you most concerned about? So far, we've been fortunate with the winds, but as you can feel, as you can see right now, we're starting to get gusts of winds that's coming up. Now, besides those winds, this area is in an excessive heat warning for at least the next four days. That's why firefighters expect to be on scene here until at least next week. Margaret. Jamie Yukis in Lake Hughes. Tonight, President Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, is launching scandalous new allegations of fraud, infidelity and corruption against his former boss. 
Cohen, who is serving out a three-year prison sentence from home, just released an excerpt from his forthcoming tell-all book. CBS's Weijia Jiang reports from the White House. Weijia? Margaret, President Trump's former fixer says he did all kinds of dirty work for Mr. Trump, even helping him cheat in the 2016 presidential election. Michael Cohen claims he saw President Trump at his worst, writing in his new book, From Lewd Acts in a Sex Club in Vegas, to tax fraud, to deals with corrupt officials from the former Soviet Union, to catch and kill conspiracies, to silence Trump's clandestine lovers. I wasn't just a witness to the president's rise. I was an active and eager participant. Cohen, convicted of tax fraud and lying to Congress, is serving the remainder of his three-year prison sentence at home. The damning excerpts were released as the president took credit for establishing ties between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Not since the Israel-Jordan peace treaty was signed more than 25 years ago has so much progress been made towards peace in the Middle East. As part of the pact, Israel will temporarily suspend its plans to annex parts of the West Bank that Palestinians are seeking for a future state. Without a permanent solution, a Palestinian spokesman said the agreement amounts to betrayal and demanded it be retracted. Mr. Trump talked about another deal, the stalled coronavirus relief bill. Democrats say it should include federal funding for mail-in voting, which the president argues would result in fraud. And if they're not going to approve a big bill, a bigger bill, and they're not going to have the $3.5 billion for the universal mail-in votes... How can you have those votes? What would mean is the people will have to go to the polls and vote. Democrats say a refusal to support mail-in voting is part of a concerted effort to undermine the election. The president is afraid of the American people. He's been afraid for a while. He knows that on the legit, it'd be hard for him to win. President Trump insists in-person voting will be safe by Election Day, but has not explained why or how. As for that Michael Cohen book tonight, the White House is responding to those experts saying they are, quote, fan fiction written by a, quote, sad and desperate man who's just doing it to make money from book sales. Margaret. A busy Weijia Zhang at the White House. Tonight, the Justice Department says terror groups are targeting American first responders in an online scam. Their aim to raise money by offering bogus personal protective equipment, or PPE, at a time of desperate shortages. Here's CBS's Catherine Herridge. The terrorist group ISIS, according to a senior Justice Department official, allegedly used this website, facemaskcenter.com, as a front for peddling fake N95 masks. Seeking to exploit the shortage of personal protective equipment, the targets included hospitals, nursing homes, and first responders to net hundreds of thousands of dollars for terrorism. They're clearly trying to capitalize on the shortage of personal protective equipment here in the United States. They have a sophisticated online operation, and here they were turning that operation to setting up these phony websites to get money to fund terrorism when you thought you were paying for a mask that you needed. Investigators from the Justice Department, FBI, Homeland Security and IRS also found terrorists from al-Qaeda and Hamas use social media and cryptocurrency, a digital form of payment that offers some anonymity to raise money for weapons and operations. Described as the biggest case of its kind, U.S. authorities seized 
$2 million, over 300 cryptocurrency accounts, as well as websites and Facebook pages. A senior Justice Department official described the COVID ISIS fraud to CBS News as, quote, just a slice of the overall criminal activity designed to spread fear about the virus. Margaret? Catherine Harridge at the Department of Justice. For the first time in more than 20 weeks, new claims for unemployment benefits dipped slightly below 1 million. One sector still suffering historic losses is the leisure and hospitality industry. Here's CBS's Maria Villarreal. Nationwide bars and restaurants are struggling to stay open and workers are just trying to survive. I bought a house and I lost my job here. General Manager Tommy Donahue says business at this 49-year-old neighborhood bar in Dallas, Milo Butterfingers, has been outright dismal, with liquor sales down more than 50 percent compared to a year ago. What hurts you the most about the situation? Well, they're my family. We've been together. Most of, most of my 18 employees have been with me between 10 and 20 years, if not longer. The pain is being felt across the food service industry because of ties to several coronavirus outbreaks. In Louisiana, roughly a quarter of the state's 2,567 cases from outbreaks have stemmed from bars and restaurants. And in Maryland, contact tracers found 12 percent of new cases last month were linked to restaurants. To contain the virus, some states have forced bars and restaurants to close. A record high employment rate of 12.3 million in February sunk to a low of 6.2 million in April. Some jobs have returned, but millions are still unemployed. We traded quick reopenings for what could be much larger and longer term pain. And many more of these restaurant and bars having to shut for good. Back here in Dallas, time is running out for Tommy Donahue's business. If this lasts another two or three months, there's a good chance that we won't make our 50th year. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Dallas. The Atlantic hurricane season is barreling along at a record pace with the 10th named storm forming today. That's the earliest date ever. Tropical storm Josephine is expected to gain strength as it passes near the Caribbean islands this weekend. But it's not expected to threaten the east coast of the U.S. Tonight, exactly five months after Breonna Taylor was killed by Louisville police in a botched raid, her family is still waiting for justice. The family's attorney, Benjamin Crump, said today they expect charges to be filed sooner rather than later. 153 days after the paramedic's death, none of the officers involved have been charged. Relatives of Taylor met with Kentucky's attorney general Wednesday but remained frustrated by the investigation. This year's U.S. Open tennis tournament will be missing both of last year's champions. Bianca Andrescu dropped out today, citing the coronavirus pandemic, as did Rafael Nadal. Venus and Serena Williams will compete in New York. Today, they played each other in Kentucky, where Serena won and leads the all-time series 19-12. When you see the heart-stopping video, it's hard to believe it's not a movie. A man in a wheelchair is stuck on the train tracks. A train is barreling at him. Without a second to spare, a hero police officer leaps into action. CBS's Mola Lange has the incredible story. At a busy railroad crossing in Lodi, California, Officer Eric Urea knew something was out of place. As I was passing the tracks, I saw 
the gentleman on the tracks uh, sitting in his wheelchair. And it looked like he was kind of wiggling, like he was stuck. Stuck on the tracks, trying to get him out. Her body camera shows that as she approached, a train was also approaching. And the man in the wheelchair was stuck. So what I saw was the rear uh, right wheel. It was actually in the track. Out of the corner of my eye, I can see the train is approaching. And it's, it's coming pretty fast at that point. With the train coming fast, she had only seven seconds, the video shows, to get to him. I just grabbed his arm and I just, just pulled. The 36-year-old officer said today it was only after seeing the video she appreciated the magnitude of what happened. I don't think I did anything that was different from what my partners would have done. You know, the, the men and women that I work with, there's no doubt in my mind they would have done the same thing. It's just doing what you would like someone to do for, if that was your family member, you know, a friend, a loved one that was stuck on the tracks. You know, what you would want someone to do for them if that was the scenario. And Risk your life to help. <laughs> the unnamed man in the wheelchair is 66 years old. He's in the hospital but is expected to recover. Mola Lenghi, CBS News. The Lodi Police Department said today they are proud of her heroism. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman's on the road catching up with Ernie, who's 97 and running across the country for the second time. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.